Come on, man. Let me give you some trash talk, okay? Come on, man. Jesus Christ, I met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all. Come on, man. Oh, I'm short. Son of a bitch. Come on, man. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. Come on, man. You've got to get mad. You've got to get mad. You've got to get mad. And finally, new rule, blind hatred of America is just as blinkered as blind love. And we, and we Americans should really get some perspective about where we live. Watching the go down in Afghanistan, I was reminded lately of every conversation I've ever had with an immigrant, almost all of which, if we got to really talking, included the notion, oh, you people have no idea. All you do is out and badmouth your own country, but if you knew about the country I came from, you'd stop on your own. What's the lesson of Afghanistan? Maybe it's that everyone from the giant dorm room session that is the internet should take a good look at what real oppression looks like. Ask your maid. Ask your Uber driver. Ask the Asian woman giving you a massage. She'll tell you this place is Shangri-La, and not just because she works in a place called Shangri-La. <laughs> America may not be the country of your faculty lounge and Twitter dreams, but no one here tries to escape by hanging on to an airplane. Hadow! In Ninja. That, of course, was the voice of Mr. Billy Marr, host of Real Time with Billy Marr. And then before that, it was Politically Incorrect with Bill Marr. That was the show that ran forever. Occasionally, he's... On point, And I think he was this time. So yeah, him and I have often dis disagreed, but occasionally he is dead on. And I think he was this time. So kudos to him for being a lib who can actually call out the psychosis, the double standards, the tomfoolery of the leftists. Notice I didn't say the left, I said the leftists. There's a difference. However, Bill's Occasional good behavior does not excuse the fact that his nose looks like a penis. It looks like a dick hanging on his face. He's not a dick face. Well, he is kind of a dick face most of the time, but not in this situation. But he's, he's more of a dick nose. If you really want to have fun, go to Gulag, I mean Google, and search Bill Maher dick nose and go to images. Yeah, worth your time. But it really does look like a dick hanging on his face. Look closer. You're never going to be able to not see it now. You're welcome. Apparently, when he sneezes, it gets hard. That's what the rumor is. Ladies, if you sit on Bill Maher's face, you can get pregnant. It may sound like he's blowing his nose, but he's actually jerking off. I wonder if his dick looks like a nose. Wouldn't that be ironic? Don't you think? It's like Pull his pants down, and there's a nose there. Maybe a little mustache, maybe a little ring in one of the cocked nostrils. Okay, enough about Bill Mark's penis. I didn't mean to start the show that way. Ah, who am I kidding? I did mean to start the show that way. What's better than being able to talk about a guy with a dick for a nose or a nose for a dick? I don't, I. I'm confused now. But he did make a good point that I often think about. 
It's something that I've expressed to others many times. It's that we here in the United States and even, you know, we of the Western industrialized world, but especially us here in the United States where we have a constitution and we have, well, the closest thing to true freedom, we don't really realize how good we have it. You see these people on television, you see them on social media, if you're still dumb enough to be on social media, and they're literally complaining about the greatest country in the world. And they don't realize that that's what makes us so great is that they can complain about it and not be thrown in prison or get their head chopped off. Ask them what they think about America. Immigrants, legal immigrants, the ones that came here the right way and took the test and, and really love this country because they, they had to work to be here and they're proud of, of the things they've accomplished. They look at what they have here. They look at the home that they live in compared to the home that they would have been living in in, the, in their old country. And they go, wow, I live in a mansion. And they look at the food that they eat compared to the food that they would be eating. And they go, wow, look at all this amazing, great, healthy, all these wonderful options. Clean water. Isn't that great? Electricity, heating, air conditioning, travel, safety. I remember I had an Uber driver one time and the Uber driver was from Ethiopia. I, I, no, not Ethiopia. I can't. It was one of the African nations. And I said, do you ever go back? And he said, no, I got everybody from my family over here. Last time I went there, they tried to kidnap my mom and, and a lot of crazy things happened. And he said, it's just not worth it anymore. But it's crazy that immigrants, many of them love this country more than many naturally born citizens. We don't really realize how good we have it. But take one of these people and have them spend, just spend a year outside of this country. Go, go live in a different country and, and tell us what you think. We're going to send you all expenses paid. You're going to get to go to Cambodia. That's right. Your next year is going to be in Cambodia, miss. Are you excited? We are. But most people, you can have this argument with them and they're probably not going to get it. Uh, but hopefully now there are some people that are at least seeing it because Bill Maher, he made a great point here and it should be in everyone's face is a great way to make a point about this now is that a great example is Afghanistan. What's going on? Look at these people. Do you want to live there? Does that look like a fun place to be right now? Where everybody has really dirty beards and AK-47s with big banana clips in them. I don't know if it's an AK-47. It's a machine gun, though. And, you know, thanks to Joe Biden, they now have an Air Force. They got Blackhawks. They've got a lot of transport vehicles. They've got machine guns. They've got our uniforms. And they've got our dogs. Great job, Grandpa Joe. It's time for your nap. It's just too bad that Kamanya Harris is next in line. And then after that, President Pelosi? Ah, uh, nah. But Afghanistan is the perfect example. The contrast is right in our face. My question is, is where the hell have all the caves gone? A city? Seriously? Where, where's this city been for the last 20 years? I, I'm either coming off as incredibly dumb to many of you, or you're, you're saying the same thing going, I thought it was a bunch of caves too. A bunch of sand and rocks and just mountains and caves in the mountains. They've got a city with like 6 million people. Where did it come from? Did you know it existed? Not a, don't bullshit yourself. You didn't know it was there either, did you? All the movies were just some guys riding goats around and chasing Marky Mark down mountains. There were no cities involved. Maybe a village at best. 
Very primitive stuff. Lots of dust, lots of sand, lots of cooking over fires. There were, there, there were no electricity, no microwaves, no cities. Six million people. Do you remember Rambo 3? Fantastic film. Should have won Best Picture. But in Rambo 3, Rambo fought alongside the Afghans. I think it might have even been the Taliban. That, that might have been what it was called in the movie. I can't remember. But it was the Afghans he was fighting alongside to take on the and eventually defeat. Oops, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. It's how many years have to go by. I don't know. But they take on and beat the Russians thanks to Rambo and the Afghans, baby. If they would make Rambo 3 today, it would be a much different film. And in Rambo, they're in huts. They're living in grass huts, cooking over fires. They're playing some goat game where they throw a goat around. There's no technology. There's no cities. I I feel like there's like a conspiracy that no one's talking about between Hollywood and the media where they try to make us think all these people are primitive. And when they're dying, maybe it's not as important. So apparently there is industrial development there in addition to the legal raping, the legal throwing gays off rooftops, and the legal ban on women driving. Okay, I guess Sharona law isn't all that bad. Is it Sharona? Sharia? I'm kidding. Women should be able to drive as long as there's a man in the car. hey No, I'm kidding. That's terrible. Danica Patrick would be pissed right now. She's kind of badass too. Here she's a conservative. That's what the rumor tells me. I heard it from the same person that told me about Bill Maher's dick nose. Or nose dick. I'm confused again. But for real, if those Afghanis think they've got things bad, they should try living in a place like Arizona. Talk about oppression. Can you believe they actually want you to show your ID to vote there? Fascists. Yeah, in Somalia, they will chop your head off if you're not black. I get it. I get it. But have you heard about the racist utopia that is America? Yeah, we've only had one black president. Boom. Can you believe there's actually people out there that believe that stuff? Seriously, like they really think that's the truth. They've been indoctrinated to the point where that is their essential core value. We are a terrible country full of racists. The problem is that some of them are currently teaching your kids So, warning for everyone, before I play this, if you are carrying anything sharp in your hands, or a baby, especially if you're carrying a baby, please put it down. This is a teacher whose salary and benefits you're paying for making a TikTok video about the Pledge of Allegiance. Do you remember that? You know, I pledge allegiance to the flag. We did it every day in school. We stood up and we did it in front of the American flag. Here's what's happening in this lady's classroom. Okay, so during third period, we have announcements and they do the Pledge of Allegiance. I always tell my class, stand if you feel like it. Don't stand if you feel like it. Say the words if you want. Don't have to say the words. So my class decided to stand but not say the words. Totally fine. Except for the fact that my room does not have a flag. It used to be there, but I took it down during COVID because it made me uncomfortable. And um, I packed it away and I don't know where, and I haven't found it yet. (laughs) But my kid today goes, hey, um, it's kind of weird that we just stand and then, you know, we say it to nothing. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I got to find it. Like, I'm working on it. I got you. In the meantime, I tell this kid, 
we do have a flag in the class that you can pledge your allegiance to. And he like looks around and he goes, oh, that one? <laughs> oh, so much to say. So much stupidity to go through. First of all, this chick is a three at best and needs a personality, which she does not have. She'll probably marry a cuck or a soy boy at best. I'm leaning towards the soy boy probably. Second, the flag was making you uncomfortable. You got rid of the American flag in your classroom where you have a job in America and decided to tell our kids the flag isn't important because it was making you uncomfortable. Go to another country. This is what I'm talking about, folks. Go to another country and tell them that their flag is making you uncomfortable and is seeping into your safe space. See how it goes. And that brings me to my third point. The pride flag? Oh, that it's okay. You're an American. Having a flag for anything you want to have. But the pride flag... Not the American flag. You have them saluting the pride flag and saying the Pledge of Allegiance. That's making a mockery of all the people that fought for that flag. It's making a mockery of our country and all the people that work hard to preserve it. Not hate it like you. This lady doesn't look like she's missed a meal. This lady looks like she gets her hair and nails done. She lives in a country where she's allowed to work. She's allowed to walk around without a face garb over her face and she can drive. And if she's a lesbian, they're not going to shoot her. But our flag, the stars and stripes, are making her uncomfortable. She's teaching your kids that. And please realize, miss, you only have a pride flag because of the American flag. If you worked in this country, go to Afghanistan right now. Raise up a pride flag and tell me what you think of America. After you spend, you know, like an hour there with your pride flag. Tell me what you think of America after that. You probably won't tell me anything because you're going to be a little bit busy. Fly your flag there and they're going to teach you how to fly. Literally. The fact that she says that makes me know that she is CNN brainwashed. This anti-flag stuff is CNN, MSNBC, media brainwashing. No BS. This teacher did not get this flag hatred from her personal experience. I don't know her personally, but what you can tell from her social media is she's doing okay. Her personal experience as a white woman who's a public school teacher probably doesn't lend itself rationally to hating America and thus our flag. She got it from CNN. All her reasons to hate America and her flag phobia comes from fake news. Fourth, on my list of crazy teacher things to say here, she wasn't recorded by a security camera. She made this video. She made this with her cell phone and posted it on the internet. She's like, hey world, check out what I'm doing. I love it when they get caught by like a student's cell phone. But I love it even more when they get caught because they posted the video. They think it's cool. When did it become popular to be anti-American? When did that become a thing? 
Back in the day, that was not the thing. Hulk Hogan was, I'm I'm a real American, you know? Eat your vitamins, do your push-ups, salute the flag. It was America. Ronald Reagan, the 80s, baby. When did that all change? When did it become cool, at least cool for some, to go, screw the stars and stripes? Hollywood and TV in the past was so pro-American. You know when I think that changed? I think it changed the moment that they... Those that seek to control us realize that it was the one uniting factor we had. Yeah, we like different baseball teams. And yeah, we had different views about these social issues and how we should spend our money and Democrats and Republicans and independents and libertarians. But we all love this country. We all flew the flag. We all said the Pledge of Allegiance. We could all agree that, man, we rocked, baby. Greatest country in the world. That was our uniting factor because remember, together, we are strong. It's like breaking a pencil. You take one pencil, it's easy to break. Now take 10 pencils and put it in your hand and try to break them all at the same time. It's a lot stronger. When we're united, we can't be beat. We can get things done. And that's exactly what they don't want. They have successfully made loving this country and thus loving freedom not cool. They win. At least that's what the narrative tells us, right? Freedom, not cool. Mandatory forced vaccinations, very cool. Lockdowns and useless mask mandates are the bee's knees. But real data-driven science based on uncensored discussion about possible solutions to COVID-19, totally square, man. Everybody wants forced vaccines. The pandemic would already be over if everyone would just get a vaccine, right? If it wasn't for those crazy anti-maskers and those stupid anti-vaxxers, grandma'd still be alive. That is the mainstream narrative, and they are pushing it very, very hard. But as always, you're only getting half of the info. The half that they want you to know about, plus their spin, Just turn on the news and everybody's jumping for jabs. And if you're not excited about being fired from your job because you don't want to get a forced vaccination, you're one of the outliers, the rejects, the ones that hate. The reason we still have COVID, the anti-vaxxers, the assassins. It's enough to make you think you're crazy. It's enough to make you think you're the only one on the planet that thinks this way. It's enough to make you reconsider it's enough to make you believe there's no hope ladies and gentlemen i give to you the patriots of the united states of america baby here we go cbs new york more than 1,000 people gathered to protest the mayor's vaccine mandate outside City Hall on Wednesday. TheHill.com Vaccine mandate opponents protest outside LA City Council meeting. NBCNews.com A few hundred protesters gather along the sidewalk Monday outside Rady Children's Hospital in San Diego to rally against California's impending vax mandate for healthcare workers. KKTV.com Demonstrators protest mandatory vaccine for Air Force outside of the Air Force Academy. LA Times 
Hundreds protest in Santa Monica over proposed vaccine mandates. MSNBC.com. Hundreds protested outside of the Christian Care in Newark, Delaware. The Greeley Tribune. Greeley healthcare workers and supporters gather to protest mandatory vaccines outside Banner Health North Colorado Medical Center. You see, you got to dig to find this stuff, folks. You got to go to local papers. It's happening. They're just not showing you. Do you want me to go on? Okay. WBTW.com. Groups gather on Highway 501 near Myrtle Beach to protest vaccine mandates. AL.com, that's Alabama.com. At least 100 protesters gather outside St. Vincent's Hospital in Birmingham. WRAL.com, close to 100 people protest mandatory vaccine in Durham, North Carolina. TheRegisterHerald.com, protest against vaccine mandate held in Eaton, Ohio. It's everywhere, folks. They're just not telling you. How about the rest of the world? Okay. Yahoo News. Protest against vaccine restrictions span the globe. Australia, France, Israel, Bulgaria, the Netherlands. And all these protests number in the thousands of people. Freedom is popular everywhere, folks. Freedom will always be popular. Outside of our Lord Jesus Christ, there's never been anything more popular than freedom. People are getting pissed, they're fighting back, and it's happening everywhere. They don't want you to think it's cool because you might start doing it too. So that's why you haven't heard about it, folks. Not all hope is lost. In fact, the good guys are starting to win a little. But us winning a little is not good TV. So the time has come for all of us to rise up and just say no. I'm not saying punch anybody, push anybody, break anything. Just stand up and say, enough's enough. No, this is America and the Statue of Liberty. Don't play that. Otherwise, box it up and send it back to France. Those that trade their freedom for liberty deserve neither. To the brown shirts in the media and their master controllers in the government, we have only this to say. Freedom will always win. So know that you that speak and work to circumvent freedom out of fear of fear, from this point on, Impo Ninja. American opportunity has no limits, has been known to knock more than once. How about you very young people who see a tough life ahead? Well, when Lee surrendered to Grant at Appomattox, Booker T. Washington was a nine-year-old slave. Yet by the time he was 28, he became president of Tuskegee Institute. And at eight months, Neil Armstrong took his first small baby step toward mankind and fell flat on his face. At six years old, Mickey Mantle was settling for a base on balls. At seven, Will Chamberlain nailed a practice hoop over his garage without a ladder. And at eight, Charles Lindbergh was flying a kite, wondering how it'd feel to be up that high. At nine, Bert Bacharach was thinking the piano lessons would never end. 
How many of you are pushing 50 and complaining that the country is going to hell? Crispus Attucks was in his 40s when he died on State Street in Boston, fighting for the freedom that we share. And John F. Kennedy was 44 when he asked not what his country could do for him, but what he could do for his country. And how many of you over 65 are just settling down not to rest after a busy life? Well, a fellow by the name of Eisenhower, who had already lived one lifetime as a soldier, was re-elected to the presidency when he was 67 years young. Well, by now I've made my point, or I never will. Oh, there's one other thing. Every man and woman or child I've ever known, met, seen or heard of, wants one thing more than anything else in the world. That one thing is tomorrow. Tomorrow, that's the only thing any of us have going for us. And I believe this, if tomorrow all of us, every single one of us gets out of bed and says, this is my country and I'm going to do good for it, we'll make the greatest step forward since a pilgrim's foot found Plymouth Rock. Tomorrow, remember, this is my country and I'm going to do good for it. Just might work. We'll never know unless we give it a fair try. Oh yeah, and there's one other thing. I'll say tomorrow because I say it every day of my life. God bless America. Man that I love, stand beside her and guide her through the night with the light from above. Prayer.